0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, if you get within about 300 feet of a solicitor, they're likely to tell you you need to make a will, regardless of what age you're at. It's one of those absolute truths that we all know we should and that most of us don't. So, we decided it is time to get advice on what's the best approach to to making a will, to claiming an inheritance, to dealing with all of those kind of things from uh, probate through to uh, actually drafting the will in the first place. So joining me to discuss this is Sinead Lynn, who is a senior solicitor with MHB Solicitors. Good morning, Sinead.
1: Morning, Anton. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Can we start with whether or not it is actually possible to beat the system? There is sort of a sense that if we get the right solicitor, there's some trick you can play that will get us to be able to inherit it all with not a drop of tax. Is that the case?
1: I'm afraid not, Anton. <laughs> You're not going to dodge the tax man, I'm afraid. Um, look, I mean, it's 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 people just have a mental block about making a will, and it's really very simple. Um, if you have any asset at all, or if you have any children, you 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 have to make a will. If you if you die without a will, things only get complicated. There is an additional cost. Then if probate has to be dealt with when there's no will, um so it's very important and people don't really realize it.
0: Do people not assume that there is just a a domino effect that happens naturally, that if you die with a spouse, the spouse gets it, that if you die without a spouse, that your kids get it, and it is all sorted that way?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I mean, I see and meet people every day through my work and they they will often I will often say to them, you know, do you, if someone is buying a house, I will say, you know, do you have a whale? And they'll say no, um, but everything will go to himself, you know, <laughs> or it'll go to the case. But it doesn't automatically go. You have to specifically provide for this. Um, the only person who is, is really legally entitled to Anthony will is your spouse. um, um. But if you don't leave something for a child, there can be consequences down the line that they could make an application to say that they weren't provided for in the will. So, so it doesn't automatically go to your spouse if you die without a will and you have children. That's the important thing. And that, you know, it can cause difficulty, difficulties down the line if you have minor children under the age of 18 years who, who, who I suppose, really cannot um, um, benefit in certain aspects of your estate. If you have property, they have to sign deeds accepting the property into their name and they can't do that until they're over the age of 18 years. So you might need to appoint trustees to manage their benefits. So it's very important um, um to, I suppose... Maybe knuckle down, make an appointment with your solicitor, see what details you need and just to make the will, you know.
0: And how much freedom do you have? If, if you have been staring at your spouse with deep seated resentment all these years <laughs> and thinking, right, when I'm gone, he or she is getting nothing. Have you the right to do that?
1: Well, you, you, you do have people, I have had people come into me who, who, who try and disinherit their spouse. Um, um for whatever reason but your spouse is entitled to a legal right share so if you, you of course you can make a will with, without leaving anything to your spouse but on your death um your in order to before probate can be extracted in your will the solicitor dealing with the probate will have to write to your spouse to say while you haven't been provided for in the will, you have a legal right share and you're entitled to it so you cannot disinherit a spouse.
0: What about in the making of the will? Do, do couples tend to make their wills separately and discreetly from each other or is it always a joint activity?
1: If a husband and wife, it, usually if a husband and wife contact me about a will, it's, it, they will come into me together and make mutual wills. Obviously, there are times where they can't attend together, but really, normally when a husband and wife make a will, they, they appoint each other as their executors and sole beneficiaries in each other's estate. But then that's that's one part of the will you also have to provide for what would happen if both of them went at the same time. You have to, so it's kind of two wills in one. But usually a husband and wife would make it together, but it's not a requirement, but they usually do.
0: And if you are planning for inheritance, are there any broad principles in terms of the the easiest inheritance you leave? In other words, if you are 90 years of age, you just say, look, I'll sell it all, rent a house and just leave a big pile of cash. Or do you leave tangible assets like property or does it matter?
1: It doesn't really matter. I mean, if someone, is, if someone has come to me to make a will, I mean, your will is not just your will, it's a tax planning exercise, you have to remember that. And If an elder, elderly person comes to me and and they're talking about selling off their assets at that age, I would um, be telling them to kind of be careful, look at it in the unlikely event that they need to go into a nursing home, they may need to apply for a fair deal. That's a whole other different um, um, scheme. Um, you need to be careful if you're, you're uh, selling off your assets, um in terms of distributing them in the will, I mean, you, you, you can give your property to whoever you want. You can also direct your property to be sold in the will. You can um, leave specific bank accounts to different people um, if it's specified. Um, then you can also, if you have, for example, a number of children and you direct, you can direct the property to be sold. But you can also uh, insert a clause to say that, you know, give an option to one of the children to buy the shares of the other children out at market. Value at the day of your death. Um, there's a lot to think about. Um, a lot, a lot of people won't want the the family home to be sold after they pass away. But I mean, you're you're going to be deceased by the time your will comes into effect. And in 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 the event that you don't want the property to be sold, but for whatever reason there needs to be cash generated. For a child, for example, that needed um, urgent medical care, do you really want to restrict the sale of a house in circumstances like that? So there's a lot to think about. And you really, when you're appointing your executors, your executors are ones who will be making the decisions in the event of, of, of it not being specifically specified in the will.
0: Sinead, reading some of the texts, it appears that you can leave a complete grenade for the family if you if you do it badly. A text. I mean, to just to give oh, you some it's of them. Oh, atrocious! Yeah. I, I looked after my father, so he left me the family home. Says a texter. My three brothers were all left a sum of money. They are very unhappy with this, and they want me to sell the house and divide it four ways. Can they force me to do it?
1: Who is who? You'd have to see who is the executor in that instance. I mean, they can't. When when someone makes a will, I you know the, where there's a will, there's a war. But if someone makes a will, it is I always say it's their will. It's their wishes, and it's up to the executors who were appointed in the will to honour the person's wishes. She doesn't have to do that. She's she has been left the prop, the property in the will, and and her brothers shouldn't be able to force her to do that. But I mean, but presumably also you, there could
0: be there could be an inheritance tax nightmare there because if she was living with the father for a period before his death, she would inherit that home as I understand it tax free. If the three brothers weren't living there and they now sell the house, they incur a tax liability, don't they?
1: Yes, there's a whole, there's a a lot in that there now. If, 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 they, they, There could be some sort of a. If she didn't, if she wanted to um, give in to their demands, um, there may be some sort of a deed of family arrangement that may be entered into between them all. But you you would have to have very specific tax advice for that before finalising because deed of family arrangement has to be done within a specific period of time after someone passed away. Um, it has to be approved by the revenue commissioners. Um, and yes, there may be an implication because this this girl was was likely subject to conditions qualify for dwelling house relief if she lived in the house um, prior to, to, to um, her parents passing away. Um, but that wouldn't be the case, obviously, for the brothers if they didn't live in the house.
0: To what extent do you recommend to people to discuss with the likely recipients of the inheritance what they're going to get before it actually happens?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it, every circumstance is different. You will have you, you will have family members who don't get on. If someone comes into to me to make a will and there's children, I will always say, oh, are they all healthy? Just make sure they don't have any sort of a disability. And the majority of the time they say they will. And I say, oh, do they all get on? And there's a lot of the time they say they will, but then one of them will say, you know, well, my son is married to someone that doesn't get on with the rest of the siblings. So you have to be careful. Um, if in a case where there isn't people that get on, if you discuss it with before you make the will, it can cause problems before the will is made. So I would kind of try and balance it out and say to people, you know, um, be careful as to how you're going to... If you're, you're specifically favouring one child over the other, um, you, you need to be very diplomatic as to how you're going to discuss it with everybody else.
0: It's also um, fascinating to see the level of complexity that people deliberately enter into a text saying, I recently learned that my father, who has children from a new marriage has attempted to navigate inheritance laws by putting all his assets into a company. This company is owned by a parent holding company and its assets are divided equally among his children from the new marriage as shareholders. I'm curious about my rights in this situation and when would be the appropriate time and method to address this matter?
1: Well, then you're you're going into total complications. You're going into company law as well as 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 probate there and other taxation. But if she is, I'm assuming this this will is now effective, as in the person who made the will is deceased, she should um um engage her own solicitor um and and raise the query. Um, and raise a concern with the solicitor dealing with the probate i mean you're going into something very complicated
0: there aren't you just and i mean we we, we could we could be here all week and never get through the, the yes. um, questions <laughs> that are coming in but one final one because i think it it, it um relates it, it represents a lot along these lines to do with where the assets are i've recently bought a second house in france which i intend to leave to my grandchild do i need to make a separate will in france or can i just update my will here
1: you can update your will here. You can you can also have a will in France, but you need to be very careful. If you have a will in Ireland and a will in France, you need to make sure that one will doesn't revoke the other. Um. So, it, a lot of the time, when people may buy a property abroad, the, the solicitor dealing with the prop, the or the purchase abroad will will make you make a will because you're not permanently resident in that country. Um. And that will, that you need, if you come back to Ireland and make another will dealing with your estate, you need to specifically either say that it incorporates all of your assets in Ireland and in France, or it deals with your Irish assets
0: only. Final thing, Sinead, very briefly, if you appoint an executor, what right does the executor have to say, listen, if you want me to do this, show me the will so I know what I'm wading into before I end up having to deal with it after your death?
1: Well, you don't. <laughs> There's no requirement to tell someone that you appoint them as executors. Oh, is there not? Absolutely. Absolutely no requirement at all. However, if, I mean, if if a will is straightforward and you appoint an executor, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't go say go off and discuss it whoever you're appointing. But if you have a complicated estate, as in, for example, if you had a lot of assets or if you have family members who don't get on, I would personally say, you know, maybe you should give them the heads up that, that you've nominated them as executor. Just because an executor is appointed, doesn't mean they have to act after you pass away. Sinead. They can, they, uh, that's, a whole, that's, that, that's a whole different phone call. <laughs> yeah, I was going
0: to say that, that there is genuinely hours from all of the queries that yeah, we are yeah, getting in. Yeah. But the base principle that I'm understanding from this is whatever the level of complexity, better to have one than not have one. Exactly. Sinead, thanks very much. Sinead Lynn, Senior Solicitor with MHP Solicitor. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.